like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... Yeah, let's do this. Let's, let's do this thing. Let's do a show. Hey, let's do yeah. a show. Let's just do it. You know, let's make a whole show. A whole show, not half a show. A whole show, not a half show. A whole show. Seven eighths show. Uh, what? No, that's like we don't do the beer. Nine tenths show. That's no glass clink at the end. <laughs> I've already, I've, I've planned it out. I have this show segmented. 64, <laughs> 65th show. <laughs> no, I, I really hope you all had a much better week than a farmer in Belgium. These oh, no. Belgian farmers are known to get into um, trouble. What did this one do? So this one set off a literal international incident. Oh, my God. So this happens right on the border of France and Belgium. So there is a French gentleman who frequently... It's a fight over cheese. Yeah, it is. Cheese and beer. Uh, no, sure, so it's not their fat over wine. Uh, yeah. No, it's a fat over cheese and uh, baguette chocolates. Oh, I'm trying chocolate. to think of something that both countries give a shit about. Croissant. Croissant. <laughs> So anyway, there is a group of French historian local nerds who like to take walks along the border between France and Belgium. Now, along the border of France and Belgium are these stone pillars. Uh, these stone pillars denote la border between the two countries. So like jump to one side and they're like, oh, I'm in Belgium. And jump then they jump the to the other side, side and they're like, I'm in, oh, I'm in France. And exactly. there's one thing that dorks from france love it's stones on a border it's we can all agree stones on for sure so documented for these, aeons these two gentle people are taking their hike and they notice a particular stone looks off uh they're like what oh my god did belgium try and invade france by like a foot and a half kind of kind of so they're like they consult their their nerdy map because um the border is is denoted on a map and so they look and they go yeah that stone is seven and a half feet oh seven and a half feet them's oh, fighting words yeah that's uh, significant into mount those bicycles and arm yourself with baguettes we're going yeah. to war and they're like wait a minute this is not great because they just changed the border of belgium and france and gave belgium more land and france less land um, and they're like, we cannot have that. So they go the to their local mayor person who contacts the Belgish mayor and the two of them talk and they realize this farmer who had recently purchased the land didn't like where the stone was because it was hard to get a tractor around it. So he just fucking moved it. He ignored the giant 1819 year written on the stone. And just moved it. Just he was like, it's in the way. Yes, he was like, it is in the way, because I'm assuming he's also Dude's got, got a farming accent. to do. Who he's gives a crap about these old ass rocks? To do. <laughs> and they, as of the articles uh, being written, which was last Tuesday, they had yet to locate the farmer to tell him, bitch, you need to move that back or else How we're going to locate it. It's his fucking land. Find the house and knock it knock. I, I guess either he was like, I'm not answering this. Like, he must realize <laughs> he's in like trouble. He, he 
like sees the French officials on his like nest door cam he's like hiding under a blanket on the couch being like no one is home no one is home is there Go away. ancient compact going back to the year 12 so there was that is the that, that says that is exactly these yes. rocks that so notes the, the border treaty of 1820 also known as the Treaty of Kvunit. Oh, who cares? Um, uh, the, 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 the Treaty of European History, which is, let's face it, stupid. So yes, it <laughs> is. Um, it does break a treaty. It does uh, kind of break a law that's been it's around like for war. 200 he years. He invaded France. He kind of invaded France. He invaded France for a tractor. What a yeah. dork. He, in, so, he invaded France for convenience. For convenience, yeah. yes. And so the, the the mayor of Belgium was like, we're going to talk to him. We're going to tell him you need to move it. And if you don't, we're going to arrest you. Um, and then if if you still refuse and you're arrested and it's like we can't come to an agreement, there's like this 19, 1830 designated Belgish Franco like committee that needs to be formed so they can oh talk about the border conflict. How big are these rocks? I mean, they're... I they're like, like how did he size move pillars? this rock? Because oh, all I'm thinking is Stonehenge. No, no, no. They're much smaller, but they weigh a couple hundred pounds um, because they're giant. I mean, they're stone boulders. It's just a little. So it's like a boulder. Cube? Yeah, it's like a stone cube, um, like yeah. the size of a. Okay, so it's like, like kind of like the headstone. size of a headstone yeah. at a cemetery. Exactly. It's like headstone. For those of you who aren't looking at Podcast Mom's right. cell phone. Correct. It seems about the size of like a modest headstone at a cemetery. Yeah, so maybe this gentleman uh, mistook that treaty marker for a headstone and just said, ah, fuck it, they're dead, and moved it. Maybe, because it has a date on it. Yeah. He was like, this person's been dead for hundreds of years. They won't mind. Right. Spoiler alert, they still would have minded. Oh, yeah. yeah. We they do still- a whole show about that. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, what do you want to do? Set off an international incident or have ghosts in your farm? You know what? Oh, look at me. I'm growing Neither. corn. Now it's ghost corn. Everybody farts ghosts. <laughs> this ghost is- corn. Ghost fart. So, yeah. Coming Wednesdays to CBS. Ghost corn. Ghost mm-hmm. corn. I, I just, so yeah, I hope you all had a better week than this guy. He sounds like he, he had, had a fine f- week. Nobody bothered him. I think him. he had a fine you week. Know what's funny? They can't find him. The 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 French uh, historians, they think that he had moved the marker maybe two to three months prior. So he's just chilling, working his land. He's like, oh, thank God that stone's out of the way. Belgium is bigger by seven and a half feet. That's so funny. I mean, it is kind of... I was really envisioning, like Bob said, something like Stonehenge yeah. big. Yeah, yeah, So to know that it's smaller does feel like he probably just dug it up with the tractor with his, he yeah. was having to go around it and with. And just moved it. And just moved it and thought, you it's know what? fine. It's fine. I'm going to change, you know, to how certain farmers, like if you don't have property lines that are clearly delineated, he's like, I'm just going to make my farm bigger. Well, it's funny because no, maybe stole it's... France! You maybe stole it's like, France! Maybe it's like an ancestral uh, land. Tractor. Because you would think when he bought the land, they would be like, your Wouldn't your you know property ends where Belgium ends. Yes, don't you? And he's like, I know where Belgium ends. We don't need the stupid rocks to tell us. It, clearly like you I do. Said. Clearly you don't. Maybe he was trying to just gift the rock to France. He was like, no, 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 your land is still here. I'm just giving you the rock. I'm working your land and profiting off of your land. Am I going to pay you? Fuck no. But and here's the rock. Like, knowing how small that rock is, I was like, how hard was it for him to drive his tractor around it? Like, it not doesn't seem like a lazy. huge impediment. Unless lazy. there's one every, like, five feet, it seems like not they a are, big deal. They are at regular markers. So, But, like, 
big enough to drive a tractor through one would assume. Right. It's like, buddy, just, you know, I get a hand like one of those little uh, weed whackers. Get that out there and just go around it. Just weed whack around. You can't harvest corn with a weed whacker, dear. What are you talking about? I don't think they're harvesting corn in this field. Did you ask him? Did you read that part I think of the article? They're, I think they're harvesting freedom. <laughs> freedom price. This, this guy is. Oh, freedom from He's like, Belgium. I'm taking back what was mine. Fuck you, France. What if it was like an act of war? Oh He's like, God. oh, yeah, the tractor bullshit. But in his head, his inner dialogue is like, I'll slowly take it all. It's mine. I'm going to bring back Belgium to Belgium to its former <laughs> like, glory. What, is, what, are the point of, what are the point of borders? We are all one people. We are no. all yeah. citizens no, of the planet you, Earth. No, Belgium. This man is a Belgian nationalist. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just slowly gonna inch his way to Paris foot by foot. It's gonna take him fourteen generations yeah, to get this there. The town is like two hundred and some kilometers away from Paris, so he's got a minute to he's get there. He's got a minute. He's got a minute. Seven feet every three months. Every three months, maybe no one will notice until he shows up. Until like, a bunch of dorks ratted him out. It's like a it's like a villain in every horror movie where it's just really slowly keeps coming. Yep. Like you can't stop it, it just keeps coming. Exactly. That's that's the ever changing Belgish uh French border. Oh my god. Yeah. Do you know what else just keeps coming? What? <gasps> Hi Accurate. Welcome to the Booze and Brews Podcast. We're the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate bar. And if given the option, we would definitely invade a neighboring country. Yeah, watch out, Canada. No, Mexico's way closer. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I feel like Canada would be nicer about it. <laughs> True. Oh, hey, buddy. I oh, thought hey, I noticed uh, you just oh, moved, did you, you moved did, the rock there. Did you mean to move this marker here, eh? Hey, uh, let's just uh, move this back there, eh? And be like, oh, I'm so sorry. My marker got out of line. Let me just put yeah. it back. Let me just put it back Maybe for we can work together to put it back where it was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you know what? That's true. Canada would be very sweet about it. Yeah, I was like, I don't know how Mexico... Mexico might be like, sure, fucking take it all. Give us your health care. <laughs> whereas we're inching into Canada like, give us your well, health Yeah, I would like your health care, <laughs> sir. And they're like, no. No, no way. This is our socialized health care. <laughs> oh, God. But you know what? Speaking of homelands, that is an excellent yeah. segue. Speaking of having uh, some sort of pride in where you're from. Yeah. Uh, this week, I tried to take other countries because you are so proud of where you're from. You don't know what my story's about. This week, we have uh, decided to do another episode of Hometown Haunts. Yes, um, but what they're kind of our hometowns. But there are hometown haunts. Yes, so, because our beer this week is called Homebound correct. from Eagle Rock Brewery. Yes, and so I was thinking, yeah, why don't we do our respective hometowns or whatever that means to you whatever that means to you mine is in my home state because my hometown has a haunted thing but i cannot find shit on it i was like Mm. i probably would have to go home and like research and who the hell has time to fly you can't do that it's still covidy outside you know it's too covidy and i don't want to fly all the way back home and go to a washington county library yeah you're not two weeks past your vaccination yet no not yet i can't get on a flying are you getting the vaccine though because i heard it gives you 5g yeah my internet's real good they won't let you into cabela's it scares off the deer Oh no, he's got deer sense. It's, uh, yeah, yep. it's his deer sense. The deer's actually just flocked them. Maybe we should just follow old George around here. 
No, so for my hometown haunt, I am going to tell you about Summerwind Mansion. Summerwind. Very, very fancy sounding. Summerwind. Summerwind. Makes me feel fine. Summerwind. Summer Blonde. Anyway, so Summerwind Mansion, originally called Lamont Mansion, sits on the shore of West Bay Lake in Villas County, Wisconsin. And for those of you who are geography nerds, that sits at the very tippy top of the state right underneath the hat. Okay. Yeah. Underneath the hat that is of the hat of the mitten. So it's the hat of the mitten, and that is where we are sitting. Yeah. Yep. The part of your state that's not your state. Almost not our state, yes. Right on the border that it really should be our state, but we didn't get it. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Why do you want the UP anyway? Okay, so you're in like the forehead of Wisconsin. I am like in the like the We're in the five head. I'm in the (laughs) five head. I'm in the five head hairline of Wisconsin. Okay, okay. Um, so the house was built in nineteen sixteen to serve as Robert Lamont's summer home. My summerland. Who's Robert Lamont though? Why does he get a summer home? Well, hold on, I'll tell you. Okay, great. So the house had separate uh servants' quarters, a boat dock. Ooh, cause like I said, it's on the uh shores of a lake. Uh guest quarters, three large chimneys, and a big old basement. Fun. For Fun. tornado, for when tornadoes That's come. for when the tornadoes come, you know, so you're safe. Uh, so Robert P. Lamont was president of the American Steel Foundries in Pennsylvania from 1912 until 1929 when President Herbert Hoover named him Secretary of Commerce, a job he was not very good at and held until 1932. And the reason he was not good at it was because he got this job right in the middle of the Great Depression when there was no commerce. Oh, he okay. Was so okay. to fail. First of all, Hoover n- not great at presidenting. No, he was v bad at president. Yeah, v bad, v bad. Also, maybe not this dude's fault if there was no commerce to commerce. True, true, true. Um, I guess you know what. what Wait, were well, his I don't know why I'm trying like, to. How much commerce did he try? Did he try introducing? I don't know. Other commerce. I didn't look into that. <laughs> did he get into the tech care. sector? Did he help? <laughs> yeah, did he stimulate the economy? 5G. Did he give us <laughs> Google? Did. did he give us five G? <laughs> he did he Tesla. send a Tesla to the moon? Dogecoin. Also, I don't know why I'm Let's sticking. Talk about it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm sticking up for a rich white man. Yeah, it's very yeah. against brand for me. Um, but yeah, but you you know. So Robert died in 1948, and at that time, the Lamont family sold the summer home. By all accounts, Robert kept out of the political gossip machine, which good for you. Way to just sort of head down to do right. your job. Way to, way to fade into the sunset, Robert. Right. However, good job. His daughter Gertrude not uh, didn't take that page out of his book. Oh, she a firecracker? Yeah. So the just constant one, nip slip stepping out of her car. Fun fact that never just wore flashing her ankles at everyone. Yeah. She rode in the front seat. In cars with other men. She wore pants. So, no. Like a hooer. (laughs) Yeah, hooers wear pants. They cover up all of their, like, whore. Yeah. No, so in, um, she was the subject of an alienation of affections lawsuit in 1951. 
I really was hoping you were going to say alien abduction. If I only. really hoped that's where you were going. No, sadly, I mean, it's a little more salacious than, you know, that. But Alienation of affection. affection. You can sue someone for not loving you anymore. You can still do that. If Bob were to leave me for another woman, I could sue that other woman for alienation of affections. You stole my man from me, which is what she was accused of doing. So, so you can you can sue the other you can't sue bob you'd no. sue the other woman yeah because it's her fucking fault <laughs> this is why I'm men protected suck. this is the worst law it's, it's terrible sounds like a great so law anyway yes this is an she, awful law the so best Gertrude law i've ever heard of apparently left her husband charles saltzman who was assistant secretary of state in 1947 uh okay. so she left him for a mr assistant Jones. to the secretary of state Assist, yes, sorry, assistant to the Secretary of State um, for a Mr. Jones who was at the time married to someone else. And the former Mrs. Jones, not happy about it, sued Gertrude for $300,000, which is roughly $3.125 million in today dollars. Wait, so they were both married Correct. and both cheating on spouses? Yes. But her husband was like, I don't give a fuck. Correct. And the other dude's wife was like, lawsuit! Yes, my guess is because... She was in a uh, wealthy-ish relationship and probably had grown accustomed to having a certain amount of money. And now, yeah, I got to assume alimony didn't exist at this point. Right. Exactly. Spousal support. You have to support the woman. It's her fault. I'm sure that you got divorced. (laughs) She shouldn't have been so womanly and having opinions and speaking. She should just sit there and not say anything. She should just birth my children and cook my pot roast. Yeah. So anyway, um, that trial... You're saying this in funny voices like it's a bad idea. I don't know. <laughs> Get out. Um, so anyway, that was declared a mistrial. So I don't know if they brought the suit forward again. I don't actually know how that was resolved. But a mistrial was declared when uh, the other woman, the former Mrs. Jones's lawyer, asked a, quote, inappropriate question. Oh. How big's your dick? <laughs> <laughs> so mistrial. who's a better lay? Yep, right, Exactly. Does she let you put it in the pooper? I see why yeah. you left I'm her. wondering what an inappropriate question. I mean, it was probably, yeah. by our modern day standards, nothing. Nothing. Oh, absolutely. But they're like, inappropriate. So anyway, after Lamont's death, the house uh, bounced around with various owners. Why? Because it's haunted. Hell yeah. Nobody wants why. the haunted house. It's got a boat dock. No one wants a haunted house with a boat dock sorry if it was a haunted house free. with a helipad we're now, getting it there ghost think, free with purchase yeah it, this you is know, a value add it, people didn't have the vision that we do when they're you know looking at a home Clearly. with a ghost attached to Clearly. it yeah we see opportunity they see scary don't want to deal with it um so anyway in the 1970s the house was owned by arnold and ginger hinshaw and uh, almost immediately, Arnold and Ginger felt something was off with the house. They would see vague shapes moving in the hallways. They would hear muffled voices in dark corners of the home. Muffle, 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 muffle. I'm a little horse. I like my muff. I like your muff, too. Peas yeah, it's a pretty good muff. Peas and carrots, peas and carrots. <laughs> Vacuum muff. Vacuum muff. <laughs> <laughs> and every evening during dinner... Uh, they were visited by a ghost of the family named Matilda, who oh, would Matilda. float back and forth by the French doors in the living room. Just like, what you guys doing? Do you need my help? Just cruising back and what forth in the doorway. Are they, are they currently still French doors or are they now seven feet into Belgium? Uh, they are Belgish adjacent doors now. French door. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're now Belgish doors. They're now Belgish for sure. 
So the spirits would also like to mess around with appliances, doors and windows, you know, your typical ghosty type uh, yeah, activities. Yeah, who doesn't like to play with appliances? Right? Especially this ghost who's probably been around before appliances. They're like, what's this do? Fuck with A it. A microwave. Fuck with it. Fuck with it. Oh, broke Popcorn it. and two minutes. What? <laughs> Uh, so appliances would suddenly stop working, but seeming, but just magically fix themselves as soon as the repair person would come by to take a look at uh, it and be like, surprise, it works. The ghost just wanted to embarrass them. Yeah. And be like, I swear I was doing it five yeah. minutes ago. Exactly. And then the ghost is in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> the second the repairman walks out the door, unplugs the microwave again. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, fuck you. <laughs> Belgium. Um, <laughs> Belgium. Belgium. <laughs> Uh, windows would open and close on their own and Arnold finally had enough with one particular window shenanigan upstairs so he spiked he just put a spike through um, the window and was like now you're not opening at all <clears throat> so he's just like ka-chow Joke's so on he basically him. Like, nailed the window shut basically yeah so he nailed the window shut and a few months later Arnold finds the spike completely removed from the window placed next to said window no nail hole in the the frame oh shit so someone this took ghost it out. a carpenter yeah jesus it's the ghost of jesus <laughs> that's what it is he's like look i have a thing against big nails <laughs> i have I an aversion hope, to yeah, them I, have, I had a really bad experience with them once upon a time especially this, when you call this, them spikes i really get uncomfortable this home is nothing but big nail propaganda and i don't like it yeah <laughs> saith so saith the lord um, so over the years, Arnold and Ginger wanted to make various improvements around the house, but they could never get any contractors to finish the work or even show up in some cases because the ghosts would steal tools, move things around. There was even talk of the rooms would change size. What? So they would go this in. is a ghost contractor. It is a ghost contractor. Ghost Jesus. So they would go in being like, okay, we did the measurements and this is how big the room is. They would go back the next day. Rooms a different size. Okay, or drunk. the contractor they hired was yeah. super drunk. I mean, this Drink is a lot of that. Measure twice, cut once, or measure once and fuck it. And, and when just you measure yeah, second blame time, the ghost yeah. for being for your alcoholism. Yeah, <laughs> this is measure Jesus. once, drink a twelve pack. Measure again. It's gonna be different. They're just measuring with beer it. cans. I thought <laughs> this room sixteen beer cans long. Oh, but you use the Miller Lights. I use the MGDs. Oh, that'll do oh, it every time. Oh, the hallways four and three quarters beer cans. <laughs> I'm going to measure my house now with beer cans. <laughs> Be like, how many beer cans? That's like uh, 17 by 24 beer cans. Anywho. The, I think it's a pretty small house. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm making up numbers. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, I have no concept of space. Numbers are an Illuminati construct. Yeah, I, beer cans, however, are not. Beer are cans real. are forever. Um, so Annie and Ginger had to, or sorry, Arnie and Ginger had to take the renovations on themselves. So one such project was painting a clothes closet. Seems easy. Seems normal. Yeah. Seems so, like a fun little Saturday afternoon Saturday job. project for the fam. So on the That's back it. wall was a shoe drawer, which you, you know, drawer apparently. Put a drawer shoes. for shoes. It's yeah, really yeah, self-explanatory. I, 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 I understood what it was by so, the words that were used. Wait, wait. Is it a drawer? It's yes. Yeah, sorry. It is. It's a shoe drawer. So they removed the drawer uh, and placed it there. So, so the paint is there also a mirror in. in the closet? Not yet. I is mean, there is a mirror over the drawer? A mirror drawer? No, there's just oh. a drawer. Well. So as they pull out the drawer, they take a look on the inside and they notice behind this drawer was a dark crawl space. 
So naturally, what? yeah. So naturally, they do what any self-respecting home. Oh, you climb through that shit. Haunted houses is they crawl inside and see what. The of course you do. Smart. Yeah. So Just, Arnold, as they crawl through, they turn around. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. And they're never. Yeah, exactly. Nothing bad will happen. And Michael Myers just slowly turns did you around hear, the corner. Did you hear a sound down there? I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to go look by myself with I no heard weapon. a weird sound. I should go down. You know what? I should do it in my underpants, though. Because For sure. <laughs> more flexibility. I have more dexterity. I can without run faster. My pants clothes. holding me back. My, yeah, my, my shirt's not holding me back. Yeah, my quarantine <laughs> leggings are really holding me back. <laughs> Good thing we just fucked. Nothing bad will happen to me. Oh, no. no. I just lost my virginity to you. I am A-OK. It'll be totally fine. Soup's fine. So anyway, um, Arnold went in first. He took him a little flashlight, and as he shined his flashlight into the dark space, but what does he find? A face. A skelly man. Oh, my God. An actual skelly man. An actual skelly man. And so he was just like, man, you know, I can't get to the skeleton because of insulation and there's like pipes in the walls and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's too well, big Well, you should probably call the police, bro. No. You know what he should do? Hey, hey, Amy, my daughter, Mary, my daughter, come here. Come here. Bring Can the sledgehammer. Take Let's this knock flashlight. this shit down. Now, bring, I, bring your little 11 year old body, body over, here over here and pull out the skeleton. Come over here and touch go these bones. And take this flashlight and go into the thing and let me know what you see. He doesn't tell her what they see. In fact, they say, oh, yeah, there's something back there. I think it's a bear skeleton from when the house was built. So, Mary, can you please go in oh, and yes, take because a look? Oh, yes, because of the old practice of burying a bear, bear. in the walls. You do it yeah. for good luck? Yeah. Old, so, I mean, they old did it. Polish tradition. <laughs> I feel I I feel like we did a story about this how they literally did that in Japan. They would like bury someone alive in the foundation of a building. Yeah. To like make the building more stable or something. Yeah. I feel like yeah. So they, anyway, I, it might have been for funsies. Did we did, is that what we remembered? The funsies? No, like they they <laughs> sacrificed themselves in the wall so they could make it. Yeah. Yeah, I do no, remember. No, see this. what I was doing was I was uh, adding a bit of humor to the show. No. And, okay. Uh, you feel No. No, no, I'm no. pretty sure I was. That bear volunteered his tribute so that its little bear cubs could grow up to be samurai. <laughs> I'm going to watch that Ooh, show. Now, now this I like. That is going to be a really fun anime. Kung anyway. Fu Grizzly. <laughs> Kung Fu Grizzly. It's a spinoff yeah. of Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. I would so, watch this. So anyway, little Mary goes in thinking she's going to find a bear, but she gets in, she shines her flashlight and she starts to scream. She goes, nope. Mom, that's a man with long black hair. There's still it's hair a man attached. Well, there's a person. Like it's okay. like no, I see a, I see a skeleton with hair, dark hair attached to it. I see, um, part of an arm and part of a leg. I also see the next forty five years of therapy bills that you are going to be paying for. Correct for sending me into a wall to find a dead body. To, yeah, to find a dead body, and then the best thing. So she comes running what out. What year was this scared. that they decided to send oh, the child on a skeleton? The nineteen seventies. Parenting was much different. Back oh, then. the seventies. And okay. Wisconsin. No one gives a shit. Oh, so not only is she crawling through the wall, she's probably crawling through like asbestos. Asbestos. Oh, absolutely. Totally. Mary died of you know mesothelioma like yeah. seven years ago <laughs> mesothelioma so she tried to get involved in a class action lawsuit yeah she saw an ad on television <laughs> hey you should go get to that uh bear skeleton as best as you can whoa oh. wow dude so anyway um that wasn't enough 
she was like, oh my God, there's a person back there. So naturally the parents were like, hey, our other children, do you want to go see? It's like a what fun the fuck? So one by one, each of the children go in to look at the skeleton. And each one comes out very sullen looking like, yeah, that's a dead person. Yeah, that's a dead person. Yeah, and so Ginger goes, you know what? Let's not, you know, let's not tell anybody what we see or what we found. They, she made her kids swear to secrecy. And um, and then rest assured, um, the uh, they're like, okay, what are we going to do? So Ginger and Arnie send off their kids. They're like, promise you don't, don't tell anybody that you found a dead person in our wall. What the fuck? So the two parents get together and like, what should we do? Was call ca- the police. Was call the police on that list. No. Pull it out and bury it? Was that no. on the list? No. You know what it was? Seal the drawer back up? Yes. They were like, you know what? Here, look, this body's clearly been here since the house was built. All those people are dead. What are the cops going to possibly do about it? Nothing. Let's just close Let, the wall let's back cook up. Let's it and eat it. I guess there's no, it's the 70s, so it, there's no DNA. Correct. No, yeah. DNA hadn't been invented yet. Nobody actually had it. Nobody had DNA No, yet. not no. until at least the 90s. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they just went, well, well, there's nothing the police can do. Like they didn't bother to ask the police, is there anything you can do? No, no, no. They just decided executive decision. The police can't do anything. So they just closed the wall back up and what are the like cops going to do anyway? You know, and I don't want them digging around because, you know, they had like weed. They were growing weed in their backyard. Oh, I think they were like, we're in the middle of redoing the closet. The police are going to tear this wall down. That's yeah. going to be so much more work That's for just, us. And, and we it, can't get a contractor in this place. Because ghosts, like, I... Uh, they're going to ask us about the... They're going to ask us about the permits. We didn't get we them. We didn't get any permits. Like, you'd think they would go, oh, we've been having trouble with ghosts. We found a dead body in the wall. I wonder if the no. two are connected. Two and two. That was math. They did no, no, no. That's unrelated. Oh, no, I don't even know what that's for. But let's just close up this this body. Oh, and that decision would turn out, out, to out of mind. Very bad consequences. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. So shortly after sealing up the body, Arthur, who used to play organ for funsies, um, started playing the organ OCD style. So he obsessively started playing the organ uh, late at night, in fact, throughout the entire night, thinking that it would protect the family from harm because that's what the demons in his head told him to do. Great. So he had a mental break. So he had, so the, the yeah, they found the body. Every night he until had a his break. fingers bled, he would play the organ to protect the family he from would. the spirits so within the So the family home. like stopped getting any sleep because it would be all night long. He would play from dusk till dawn. And it wouldn't even be songs at the end. It would just be like clinky clinky noises that just sounded just more did- and more frenzied. I just imagine him continuously playing the like, do, 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 And it was fun for the kids, like for the first five minutes. And then they're like, I think there's something wrong with dad. I think dad's got some troubles. Dad's having some troubles. Um, yeah, and so eventually this led to a full-blown uh, breakdown and Arthur was hospitalized. Around the same time, Ginger herself had her own little mental break and attempted suicide. Fun. Fun. And she was also hospitalized, but eventually she sorted herself out. She got the help that she needed. She left Ar- Arthur, was just like, I'm taking the kids and I'm leaving. Um, Fuck you and your organ fingies. Pretty much. She moved out of the house. She found a nice new husband, married him, and by all accounts was Can already see the movie version afterwards. of this where she's running away with the kids and he's like, but who will protect you, my dear? 
Yeah. He's just really slowly playing the chicken dance on the organ, being like, don't leave me. Please do not go. Or the king. Go, family, go. Go, family, go. Yeah. He's some troubles so the house sat vacant after the hinshaws left and eventually fell into disrepair it became a hot spot for miscreant youths youths in the late late 70s and 80s um and also extreme outdoor enthusiasts naturally it's a it's a free house to live in so the city finally had enough and it was scheduled to tear the house down uh in sometime in the 80s they were having a hard time trying to figure out who owned the house at that point because it had gone through so many different owners, but no one ever lived there. So they had to like, they were in the process of looking through tax records to figure out they who gotta owned it. They got to pull the permits. They had to pull the permits to see who owned it. But luckily for the city, before that could happen, a uh, the house was struck by lightning in 1988 and burned to the ground. Oh, it solved its problem itself. Exactly. Yeah, just save, let, nat- let nature run its cords. It's going to sort out this problem for everybody. A few outer walls and some chimney stacks. So it's just a shell of the house that it once was. Okay, um, okay. But that hasn't stopped the ghostly activities. Uh, two teen girls claimed to see a lady in white waving at them to come to Blurred shore while they were boating. White. She was like, there's a storm coming. So she's waving the girls over and they followed her. But as soon as they got to the walls of the mansion, the lady in white disappeared. Spooky. Oh. And they're like, maybe we should leave. Um, and this house may also curse people who visit it with very extreme misfortune. For example... Like having to play the organ all night long? All night long. No, for example, one realtor took a brick of the house and was like, oh yeah, I'm going to try to sell the land at this point. Took a brick from the house and the very next day was in a massive car accident. So she was like, I threw that fucking brick away. Um, And then another man who tried to buy the house in the 90s because they were going to use the land to maybe build a restaurant or inn or something because it's a really nice property... Um, mm-hmm. He was almost killed when his boat blew up while he was working on it in the garage. Oh, oh shit. Like, I mean, was it also because he just testified against the mafia? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, they don't tell you that in the article, but I'm assuming yes. Whose uh, boat blows up? Uh, Unless you're in a Michael Bay film, I feel like the chances yeah. of that are very no, small. I think this man did probably owe, owe some money to the the mafia for sure, and they tried to off him and blame it on the curse. He of was the like, house. "Well, now now I gotta buy a new boat. I can't buy this land." Yeah, but so it, you heard about this guy who was over there at that haunted house? Probably not the mafia done blowing up his boat. I bet it's the ghosts. I bet it's the ghosts. Uh, so today, some family, I think it's like the Tracy family that lives in either Chicago or Eau Claire owns the home and they just own the property. They pay the taxes on it every year, but they don't build anything. They never go there. They just own it. So it's private property. So don't go looking for ghosts because they'll probably okay. shoot you. Wisconsin. Sweet. There you go. And that is the story. The Summer Wind Mansion. Love it. It's a, that's a great name, by the way. Summer Wind. Summer Wind. Yeah. Yeah. Summerwind Mansion, Hell that's yeah. a great name for a house. Summerwind Mansion, yeah. farts in July. Love it. Farts hey. and ghosts in July. Farts in July. So, hey, we'll, we'll, I'm going to yell at you. We'll come back. We'll have more show. It's going to be great. You'll love it. Hey, everybody. It's your old pal, Engineer Bob, here for the Boost and Bruce podcast. Hey, iTunes, go over there, put a review in there. You know you want to do it. It's great. 
I don't know what it does. Does it help us move up the charts? Nobody can tell. But it'd be nice. We'll yell at you on the show. Say how great you are or something. Hey, also, patreon.com slash Boos and Bruce. You got audio episodes, video episodes, and show sketches. Like to thank new contributor Rona for her great additional monies that she just threw at us. Hey, guess what? You're named after the virus. Uh, also, social media websites. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Social media websites. We got them. You want them. It's Twitter. That's Booze and Bruce. Facebook. That's Booze and Bruce. That's, uh, Instagram? That's, yep, that's the last one. That one's Booze and Bruce podcast. And Rona, don't listen to Bob. He's an asshole. I fucking don't practice these things, you guys. All right, my dudes, we're back. Him, yeah, man. Like, yeah. hold on. Let me get my best, maybe Californian accent. Are you doing? Nope. It? Throw that right God the fuck away. That's not what I'm doing. Shut. Because tuna is is a rolling Rolling Stone these days. You collect zero moss. It's true. Yep. Um, but I decided my newest home. Okay. Okay. Is in the beautiful state. Yes. Of Utah. Yes, it is. It is a beautiful so state. Yes, it is beautiful. That is one thing I can honestly say about this place. It is beautiful. Everything else? We're going to take the fifth on a lot of those things. Yeah. But it's real pretty. Yeah. And as my new home state, yes. I decided to, I did try and find one from like my local area, Uh-huh. but it was a lot of like, there wasn't enough there there. Okay. Mm. Or yeah, there wasn't enough there there. So I am going to tell you a story, uh, the story of the Cottonwood paper mill. Oh, hmm. Cottonwood, eh? Yes. So the Cottonwood paper mill is located in the mouth of the Cottonwood Canyon, Ooh. which is located in Cottonwood Heights, Utah. In so, the city of Cottonwood, Cottonwood, in the county of Cottonwood. <laughs> yes. It's Anton Fisher, directed by Anton Fisher, starring Sorry, Anton, Anton Fisher. Fisher. In the Cottonwood Tri-County area. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and the Cottonwoods are way up. They're very far from me. They're way okay. up by Salt Lake. So they're okay. like a suburby around the Salt Lake area. Yeah. They're far from me. Um. Okay. So in 1880. Ooh. Uh, the Deseret News Corp purchased 28 acres of land okay. uh, at, I assume, the mouth of the Cottonwood, Cottonwood Canyon. And said, you know what? I really like this Cottonwood name. We should run with we it. We should run with it and sue. name everything Cottonwood. Everything. It's, it rolls off the tongue. It's got a really nice mouth feel. Yes. Which is funny because pretty much everything owned by the church, because everything in the state is kind of run by the LDS church. And a lot of them are called like the Deseret something because it's a word out of the Book of Mormon. I think it means like worker or like honeybee, which is like a big thing with them. It, so it's like there's a bunch of Deseret bullshit. Oh boy. So to have it be like a Deseret industry in Codwood Canyon, they, they picked one name yeah. and they just went with it. And they, they ran. And you know what? I sure... You gotta sure. be a little more They're creative. They're not gonna exude a lot of energy trying to come up with clever names. No, not when clever names are already given to them. No. So, yeah. So, in 1880, they bought 28 acres, and they paid extra to have water rights to, like, Whoa. divert a river so that they could get water into the area. Otherwise, not really happening. So, they can make some of that wet paper. Yeah. Well, they... So they're going to build a paper mill because, mm-hmm. as you can guess, the Deseret News Corp is a newspaper. No. It's a big newspaper run out mm-hmm. of Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Um, and it you actually... Paper to print that? It actually was like one of the longest running daily newspapers in the um, in the country. Oh. But 
victim to 2020 it went to weekly instead of daily so it's like not anymore you lost your your streak you lost it but so they were re-diverting this river so that they could put in a water a water wheel to run the mill like it's water powered Mm. it's green and also rivers great place to dump your trash an amazing place. Nature doesn't care. She eats it up. Nom nom. It's 1880s. Do you want your DDT in this river? Sure. Why Dump not? It Dump on it in. I love it. We're going to see what happens in a couple Hell years. Hell yeah. Yeah. So they built this because at the time it was super expensive to import paper from the East Coast. Okay. So they were like, it's going to be cheaper for us to build a paper mill and make our own paper. So this was the plan. So they integrated industry. I love it. Yeah. So they spent $150,000, which is about, I'm going to guess four to four and a half million. It's hard because conversion-y calculators don't go back to the 1800s. Right, right. Um, so it's about four, four and a half million dollars they spent. But they, these LDS builders, they used every part of the buffalo. Oh. Because they took the the leftover marble and granite from building the big temple in Salt Lake City and used that to build the building. Oh. oh. They and then and then oh, they right. took they had another paper mill, like a town over, and they were upgrading all the equipment within that paper mill. So then they took all that old paper milling equipment and just put it in this paper this new paper mill. Super resourceful. Yeah. They're, which is how they were able to build this huge industry for four million bucks, which right. is pretty cheap if you think about it. Yeah. Just gotta um, hit up just thinking you about You gotta hit up all those thinking rummage about it. sales and you yeah. know, getting those and, good deals. And it had electricity, but a lot of the machines themselves were driven by this water wheel that they yeah. put in because they diverted the river. Yeah. So they were like cost cutters. Yeah. They, they were these, about it. A bunch of these these machines still mint in box, never even opened. They don't even know what they're selling here. No. Yeah. Um, so they made paper out of tree pulp from trees that they like harvested, I assume, from the Cottonwood Canyon. Yeah. This uh, I don't know paper. why this is my Utah accent, but it is. It is now. I'm from Salt Lake City. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they harvested the trees from the nearby canyon, but they also made a lot of the paper out of old rags. Oh. Like that, they would have people within the church donate their old rags, their old clothing, and they would. They would go through a process where they, because I was like, this is fascinating to me. They would boil the rags and then beat them while they were boiling them to release the cellulose fibers. Okay. And then they would like run through those screens, like how you make paper, to Mm -hmm. collect the cellulose fibers to like make pretty much a sheet of paper. Then they they would resubmerge them in different water with like a gelatin in them, then bring them out again, let them dry, and then you have paper. It's not vegan though. Oh, this is, yeah, I've heard this is a process called jelly whappening. Oh. Yeah, jelly whapping in. Yeah. But so they needed a bunch of these old fucking rags. So they were like getting rags donated through the church because it's a church industry. Yeah. But then uh, eventually the church needed more. So they sent out one of their like really high ranking dudes. They were like, you have a mission because that's what they do. That's, in the a, that's their church. jam. They're like, they give send, me a mission from God. Well, and most of them are like, you're on a mission. Go to go to Guatemala and bring them the word of Joseph Smith. But they're like, your mission is to go around the United States and collect old rags. Oh, God. You got to wash the blood out of them yourself. Yeah. And this dude said in his diary that the assignment was, quote, a severe blow to his pride. Oh, but he did it. He sucked up his little LDS pride and he did it. Pulled up his magic he, underwear and got on with it. He did it. He he oh. unsoaked from his wife and he went out there to 
get Rex. We've been looking over your numbers, and uh, last mission we sent you on, everyone converted to uh, Catholicism. Catholicism and or Buddhism. Really, what we need you to do is just gather old rags. <laughs> You'd be much more useful yeah, to the church at that. this way. Yes. Oh, I've looked into a magical hat, and it gave me some tablets that said, you need to make rags. You need <laughs> So we went on a three-year mission. He went all over. He went to like Idaho, Wyoming, Montana. Wow. He went all over to these different LDS churches and gave sermons about the importance the of donating rags. rags to the church. Yikes. And it fucking worked. He collected a bunch of goddamn it's rags. like a Jerry Lewis call-a-thon. Yeah. He did it, though. Like, he was like, this is a shitty job, but he did a real good job at it. Oh, you, I'm, you know what? I like his go get him attitude. Yeah, way, way, to, way to apply your whole ass to a, a half-ass rag- job. Yeah. So this paper mill at its, at its peak was making uh, about five tons of paper a day. Whoa. Tons. That's a lot of rags. That's what a- they don't tell you is very thick paper. That was only four <laughs> sheets. Yeah. It's, it's just book cubes of paper. Just, yeah, yeah. Paper cubes. Uh. Um so uh so this worked for about ten years. Mm-hmm. And then um they, they ran out of rags. Nobody had a rag. Ever no again. more rags. No, but in about ten years they completed the Transcontinental Railroad. Oh yeah. So and then, then it became the great rag shortage of eighteen forty five. It's all it's the LDS church's fault. We oh no rags. How are we gonna clean up our stains? <laughs> Um, No, so they finished the railroad, so it then became much cheaper to just import it from the east. Oh, I see. Um, Because now they have a way to quickly and cost-effectively get paper elsewhere. They were like, it's not really effective for us to keep this paper mill. Ah. Um, so they tried to like lease it, but it didn't work out. So they eventually sold it. They so the LDS Church only owned it for about ten years. Mm. So then, um, in eighteen ninety two, it was uh, sold to the Mills Paper Company, who already had other paper mills in the area, and they were like, "We'll just absorb you as part of our conglomeracy." Right. Um, and this particular mill was run by the Butler family, more specifically, a man named what Gerard I assume Butler. is Leadner Butler. Yeah. Yep. Leander Butler. He went by Neary, N-E-R-I. Sure. Yep. All of sure. these make total sense to me. Short sure, makes sense. So he was in charge for about a year. Okay. And in that year, he, uh, in trying to like unstick a mechanism, gave himself third degree burns all over his hands, arms, and face. Oh. I thought you were going to say he had his arms like removed. removed. <laughs> like, yeah. Just- I was like, oh God, his whole face was ripped off. Face no, off during just, Nick Cage. No, not, not removed. Just on fire, oh. you know. Yeah, that's um, and then he at one point went out into the adjoining canyon to try and like get Put fix something. Out. Something was happening with the water or something. There is a freak rock slide and crushes his femur. He's never able to walk the same again. Oh my god. This this man you stay away from, he is cursed. He is bad luck. Oh, and he um he badly electrocuted himself trying to like fix some wiring and the thing short circuited. He's a joke of a <laughs> like person. Electrocuted himself a little bit. Holy crap. Uh, but then, then in he, this... he attempted to use the uh, the bathroom of the facilities, chopped his dick clean off. Right yeah, off. Pretty much. Just poor Sewed guy. his butthole uh, shut. Can't couldn't poop again. He came out of his mouth. Trying to open Ooh. a bottle of wine, cork stuck up his butt, pooped out of his mouth for the rest of his life. It's yeah. just really yeah. terrible. Peed out of his guy. eyes. It was boo- he was oh, just really trying awful. to run a paper mill. Yeah. He was trying to run the family business. Just the most to unlucky man in the world. 
Um, not quite, because uh, then in the spring of uh, 1893, so about a year into this oh, guy's running and this family owning this paper mill, um, there was a a cacophony of circumstance that led to a very bad event. Oh, okay. At first, so, it was like a cacophony of, and you were like, I was like, circumcised birds? Circumcisions. Like, circumcised a tornado birds? of circumcisions okay. came That's through. That's where my brain went. A, a a tornado of moils ran through the area. <laughs> Just cutting dick tips off every left and right. It, it was raining no. dick tips for months. <laughs> raining dick tips. Raining dick tips. <laughs> oh, yeah. Raining dick tips. A less popular song by the Weather Girls. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um... So, no. So, what happened? Well, what happened was the paper mill had had a really good couple of weeks. Like, they had done, they had been very prosperous and made a shit ton of paper. And so, Neary was like, great job. I'm going to give, like, half of you a weekend, a day off and have a long weekend. Oh, wow. Very Because nice we have time. a bunch of excess. We've made more than we needed to make. So, now we have an excess of paper in store. Yeah. So, we can let some of the people have a nice weekend off. It's a nice yeah. gesture. Go, go um, fishing in the yes. creek. And then there was something was happening on the roads, so the big trucks couldn't come in. So not only did they <laughs> make an excess of, of paper, yeah, <laughs> just a pile of dick tits on all, the road. All the fucking <laughs> slide through. Yeah, it's like yeah. you go shoveling like they do snow. So then they just pile it up on like oh, the side of the road, Jesus. but it like toppled yeah. over. And then just there bake was- it in that Utah sun. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just a roadrunner runs along, grabs one, runs back runs to his up. little nest. Yeah. Snicky he wears snack. it as a little hat. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little fascinator. A little fascinator. <laughs> no. So the road is somehow blocked. So the big truck can't get in. So they hadn't been able to ship out paper for that week. So oh. they had made more than usual. And it was all sitting there because they couldn't get it out. Okay. Um, and so there's no people there. No. This place is full of fucking paper. Right. Oh, no. Let's guess what happens. It catches on fire. No shit. And because it just happens to be April 1st. Oh, no. When the people working do, did not get the weekend off, hear the alarm bells ringing. They think it's an April Fool's, Fool's joke jo- oh. and they don't leave. Oh, no. Oh, no. Thankfully, pretty much everyone got out safely. Okay. They even managed to save some of the paper stock. Like some people got hurt trying to save the paper stock. But like even the town thought it was an April Fool's joke. So they didn't send the fire truck soon enough. Oh, so it no. gutted the whole fucking building. <laughs> oh. It's now like a house skeleton. It's just the outer granite shell, shell from leftover Temple Rock. Paper oh. factories long known to be real jokesters. Yeah. yeah, that does seem like that's a f- not a funny April Fool's joke, no. guys. No, uh, your paper yeah, guys, you thought you were on fire, fire but you're not <laughs> actually on fire. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <sighs> so they and then because like the all this extra inventory burned and all the machines burned oh. and the building itself burned, the insurance like couldn't cover it all. Oh. So they had to shutter it and the whole company went under. Oh God, all those people lost their jobs. Some April Fool's joke. Now you're unemployed. And and then like 10 years later at another pe- paper factory that Neary was running, he electrocuted himself to death. Uh, Neary. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, he didn't die there. He had a really bad year there, but he died electrocuted 
elsewhere. But he was electrocuted here as well. He should have gotten out of the paper business. Is he, what would, he should have gotten out of all business. Yeah, just should have been a boy in a bubble. bubble. Yeah. Every day he'd walk into work. Somebody let me die. <laughs> Sweet God, just let me go. Sweet God, set me Sweet- on fire. Sweet Joseph. Yeah. Let me go. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and they, no, they believe in Jesus. Um, oh, yeah. So, so it shudders. That, hey, hey, man, if you want to die, you got to take off that magic underwear. It's yeah. protecting you. you got, it's protecting you. You're too protected. Does anyone know if he was wearing the magic underwear on the day that he was electrocuted to death? I guarantee I, you he wasn't. Probably not. Probably he not. longed for the sweet release of death yeah. at that point. <laughs> he was begging for it at that point. Um, so it shudders. This is in uh, 1892, 1893. It mm-hmm. stays em- empty until 1927. Oh, wow. When someone buys it. And they, so the building itself is like sort of a big castle kind of structure. Okay. Like a three-story all stone structure. Mm-hmm. And then there's a big, I assume what used to be the work floor, but since everything has burned out, it's now like a huge open air courtyard mm. that's walled in with these big granite stones it's, it's very but, open concept yes but the the like courtyardy area adjacent this building is like probably two times the size of the building itself oh okay so you could see how it would make like a nice open air venue because it is enclosed but still open to the air yeah most of it yeah so in the 1920s they turned it into a dance club for people who just want to dance dance, mm-hmm. wanna dance. dance um, for joseph smith y'all yeah, and then in 1935, there was another incident with a small fire. Oh, not a big one. Not a big fire, a small fire. There which, was much um, less kindling in the building this time. True. Yeah. I mean, people which, are kindling. Yeah, they said was um, they said it was started by, it was like in the middle of the night, the club was closed, mm-hmm. um, and Insurance. they think it was um, extreme outdoor enthusiasts oh. who had broken in to light a fire in the fireplace. The fire had gotten out of hand, and unfortunately, this these all the news articles called them vagrants their word not mine uh-huh. couple and their dog and they all burned oh it. no yeah Oopsie so this duty. couple and their puppo burned Ugh. it up in this house Ugh. um and then in world war ii it shut down during world war ii it shut down again because of the newspaper of said oh. the quote um decrease in say in different sex activities because like there was no one for ladies to dance with because all the men were at whore. you know what i don't need a man to dance oh. apparently you did in utah, in utah? in the yeah. 1950s okay yeah, two two women start dancing and they break that club up oh real quick. no Mm-mm. leave room for the lord between those two mm-hmm. um yeah so then in, and then in 1966, can't, can't leave it was room for the Lord when it's taken up with tits. When there's boobs <laughs> just everywhere, it's just boobs are thick on the ground. When there's two sets of boobs, there's no room for Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is just getting hit in the face with your boobs. Just getting knocked out by knockers. <laughs> That's where the name comes from. <laughs> Knocker outers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does seem like 1940s slang, though, doesn't it? She's got a great set of knuckleheads. You take, take those that, up. Mr. Hitler. <laughs> uh, in 1966, it was designated a historical landmark. Okay. Um, in the 1970s, it changed hands a bunch of times, and then in the 1970s, it reopened as a discotheque. Oh, disco! Spelled the awful way with the th and the q yeah, and all that you shit. Don't need q's. So it reopens as a discotheque mm. um, that's 
open Thursday through Sunday, but on Sundays, it's only a listening audience because in the 1970s, it was against the law in Utah to dance on Sundays. Oh my God. Oh my. And the police used to come do raids and be like, like it's the town from Footloose and be like, is anyone dancing? I got a happy trigger finger, motherfuckers. (laughs) They used to... There was a unfortunate incident also in the 70s where two two teenage youths, Ms. Green youths, youths probably trying to come neck, yeah. were broke in to try and like go neck in in the corner or whatever. And his security guard is like, freeze. And the guy ran away and the security guard just fucking shot him. Oh, my God. <laughs> The, he the, was okay. You know what? The good news is nothing changed. This sounds like the like the, like the 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 plot of like a really bad movie from like the eighties, where like dancing is outlawed. Yes, that's the it's plot Footloose. of Footloose. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you just I, oh, it was that's Footloose. Right, well, fucking Footloose. I haven't seen Footloose in a long time, you guys. <laughs> I was like, it's the town from Footloose. Dancing is illegal on really Sundays. <laughs> Um, but so, but while it was open, it ho- it used to have a live music. There was a new band every, every week, even on Sundays, even though they couldn't dance, they could listen. Oh. And I have selected for you some of my favorite band names from oh, their list. Yes. Okay, Okay, good. great. So there were the Wishful Thinkers. Ooh, okay. Holden Caulfield. Barf. Oh, come <laughs> on. You know what? That's just like my favorite book. Everybody should I know. Read that. Like if a body see a body running through the rye, you know, yeah. man. Yeah. And then their sister um, band, Holden Johnson. You know. Oh, God. No. Uh, How dare you? Apple- that was a great joke. <laughs> uh, a band called Krabby Appleton. Okay. <laughs> I like that, that one. That's funny. And my personal favorite, Alice Cooper with a K. <laughs> <laughs> because we're not Satan music. We're Jesus-y music. Yes. That's what the Alice K is for. Cooper. Cooper. Um, all through the 70s and A-L-I-K-E, 80s. A-L-I-K-E. I don't get it. Oh, get out again. <laughs> get out. <laughs> Not unlike Cooper, asshole. <laughs> uh, all through the 70s and 80s, it was open as a dance club. It was open as like a little craft boutique for a while. And then also throughout the 80s, every fall, it would open as a haunted house. Oh. Because this place is haunted as shit. Nice. Mm. Um, it, they also use it as a filming location. Mm. They 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 shot like one of the Halloweens there. They shot SLC Punk there. Oh, sweet. Um, so it's now it was condemned in 2005. Oh, oh, okay. Um, because it doesn't pass earthquake codes anymore. Um, and the owner said in an article, like, don't trespass because we're quote sick and damn tired of I'm people coming onto sick our land. And damn tired of you youths. <laughs> Um, all, however, youths do still break in. I found right. a local radio station who reposted a YouTube video that's like 30 minutes long. Of They kept saying teens. These kids are like 12 years old. Oh. Breaking in and just walking around. And it's like their fucking faces they put on YouTube. I was like, it's illegal to be on that property. Uh, oh, God. God. And the radio yeah. station, to quote the radio station, to give you a sense of how derelict it is now. Uh, they said that the building is very unstable and it's, quote, basically held together by pigeon shit and spray paint. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> hey, everybody, make sure you smash that subscribe button. We're going to keep going on in here every week until we get a million subs. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Make sure you leave a comment. Hit the bell icon to allow notifications. <laughs> I do a lot of well, show up in your feed. Okay, so, but I know what you're here for. You're here for these fucking hauntings. You're not here for I'm me to tell you to smash that like button. No, I'm here for the youths. The youths. We're done with I'm it. I'm here for oh. more band names. 
There were other funny ones too. Those were just my favorites. Okay. Um, so there, the hauntings range from like very big in general to very specific. Mm-hmm. So some of the people who go to go ghost hunting don't even make it into the building because it's all chain linked up because it's private property. Yeah. And some people say they try to go like climb the chain link and the chain link will start to shake uncontrollably oh, and they're just like, shit. Fu- nope, nope. And they nope out. No. Um, and then there was a story from a film set that was there during the late 1970s where the art director who was on the assigned to this film went there at night mm-hmm. to take photos and was taking photos of the outside of the building. They're the art director. They're trying to get a sense of what they're dressing. Yeah. Um, and they said that they heard a woman crying and a dog barking from oh. inside the courtyard area. <laughs> so they I was went just in. I neck with my boyfriend and they shot him. No, that was um, the lady, that's well, the lady that they burned think up. It's Probably the vagrants. How am I going to get that D if they're not shooting my (laughs) Um, But so the art director then goes into the courtyard thinking it's like another crew member. Yeah. And there's no one fucking there. And he walks like the whole perimeter and he's like, I'm the only one fucking here. And I definitely heard people. Oh. Um, And then um, back in the days when it was a nightclub in the 70s, they used to, so the people would be out dancing on the outdoor dance floor and the power would cut all the time. And they were like, I don't know why, like we've checked all the breakers, we've like checked all the surge protectors, whatever. We need Mary here to electrocute himself to get the power back up and running. Oh, oh, don't worry, we're going to get to that. Um, But they were like, we can't figure out why. So eventually they brought in a medium and it said that the ghosts of the vagrants were there and they were annoyed with all the noise. (laughs) that the discotheque was making and they wanted them to be quieter and when they got too annoyed they would just cut the power. We That's were, what they did. We were just in here trying to light a fire and eat sardines and these kids keep out here making all this ruckus. Oh, it's a ruckus. He's goddamn um, kid. But most yeah, of the we- stories center from inside the building not the courtyard area but the okay. building and a lot of them center on the third floor the ruckus is coming from inside the building it's coming from inside the house <laughs> um so people who go up to the third floor say they get a general sense of uneasiness or fear or like i need to get out of here which is where the people who were most badly injured in that first fire yeah. were up on the third floor oh okay so they think it's probably them okay um, visitors will feel cold spots or like really strong drafts from somewhere where there is no open window. Mm-hmm. But what I thought was the creepiest was that there are videos of people like, or in like firsthand accounts of people like pushing open a door and the wood is warped. It's been exposed to the elements yeah. for hundred years and so they're like pushing 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 to get a door open to like go into a room yeah and they'll like barely push it open enough to get inside and they'll like slip inside and the door will slam shut behind them Ooh, spooky okay um, and in one case this person like push 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 the door open or like pull 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 to get the door open yeah and they manage to get inside they look back the door it it like should be stuck open yeah the door very slowly swings shut Oof. Then they heard like a bang. Okay. And then they couldn't get the fucking door open again. And they tried for minutes. They eventually crawled out a window and back around to the other side. And there was a huge fucking rock in front of the door. Whoa. Whoa. This is what you get, motherfucker. They were like, "Uh uh-uh, you come in, you don't leave. Yeah, no, you're you're one of us now. Like the Hotel California. Um, also people will say sometimes as they're it like it does all the like drains the energy out of cameras and batteries yeah. and lights and stuff but but some people say that as they're leaving 
a light will pop on in the building as if someone has turned on a light. There's no electricity no. to this building anymore. Uh-oh. But some a light will pop on as if someone has turned on a light. And then sometimes the light will like shudder and snap as if someone's being electrocuted. electrocuted and then it'll go off. Oh, poor Nary. I thought you were going to, like, it, you, you, you look bastard. back and then you can see, like, a little skeleton in the center of it. <laughs> you see a, his little light-up yeah, skeleton, skeleton <laughs> like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> no, but they think that's him, like, oh. fucking with the wiring and being oh. electrocuted again. Nary. I'll take care of this problem here. Yeah. Poor man. And if you think, well, maybe I'll sneak in and, like, go in the daytime because it'll be safer. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Oh, no. Because there's a uh, true story in the 80s there used to be a, some a, a watchman who lived on the premises mm-hmm. to like because too many people are breaking in uh which watchman so, was it was it the owl guy was it rorschach this was it the blue it was guy big with his blue penis, penis, penis. Oh, it was, the blue it was yeah. big blue penis oh so big blue penis, so big blue penis okay. managed to keep the tip of his penis he mm-hmm. was there when the, with when his, the moil whirlwind came through <laughs> lucky man like the moil tornado yeah um so he was there he was living there with his wife and she said one day like something came over him he started acting totally erratic a little bit violent and very angry mm. and then that night he hung himself he hanged himself oh. outside the window of the third floor of this building whoa and people say that sometimes when they go there in the daytime they'll like be looking around the building and and they'll see the shadow of a body hanging and they'll look up to like where the shadow should come from and there's nothing there but there's a fucking shadow of a hanged man it's not a fun game of hangman Spooky. yes but i will leave you with a little bit of joy oh thank okay. you okay so there's a story from a man who used to go there quite often i guess he was friends with the security guard who worked there in the 80s not the one who hanged himself okay. but a different one okay um, but so he used to go there and visit the security guard all the time. And oftentimes he would bring his dog and his dog loved it there. Oh, okay. His dog would get really excited and he would run around and like bark happily and like do the down puppy pose and yeah. like run around and bark and yip and like run in circles and stuff as if he's playing with a little ghost dog. Oh, he's having fun Aww. with another dog. Yeah. And the guy says in his story, he claims he didn't know that the vagrants also had a dog with them that died mm-hmm. in the fire yeah. as well. And there's other stories of like the dog barking to try and keep people out of rooms and stuff. I was like, or that dog just want another dog to play, play with. with. And you know how excited dogs get when they see other dogs? They mm-hmm. do. Just like, down oh dog. my God. Oh my God, another oh, dog. Yeah. And they're just around. playing around Aww. with a little ghost dog. Aww. Anyway, so that cool. is the story Sparky. of the Cottonwood Paper Mill in Cottonwood Canyon. Cottonwood, Utah. Based in Cottonwood Heights. Cottonwood, Utah. In the county of Cottonwood. Which is in the county of Cottonwood. In the county of Cottonwood. Not my new hometown, but my new home state. Delightful. Lovely. Um, That brings us to the beer. Brings us to our beer. Hell yeah. Yeah. So again, this is called Homebound. It's from Eagle Rock Brewery. It is an American style brown ale. Yeah. You can tell by the fact that it's brown and tastes like a brown ale. Brown ale. It It tastes like a brown ale. It is acceptable. Yeah. I don't know what's American about it, except maybe that it's passingly mediocre. Maybe. There's nothing wrong with this beer. It's got a Sasquatch on the can. It's got a Sasquatch and a koala bear. Or I was going with a baby bear hiding up in the tree. Look at those ears. That's a koala. No, that's like a baby grizzly bear. No, that's a baby grizzly bear. 
That's a koala. Nope, That's a group. No, and then, all right, two against one. Then there's an We'll owl. put it in the photo if I remember to post beer photos this week. You tell us if you think it's a baby bear or a koala. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it is um, a, the brownest of brown ales. I mean, it's really hard to say. It's like if yes. you've had a brown ale, this yeah, is what it, that it, tastes it, like. You, know, you ever had a brown it ale tastes, before? It tastes like t- that. Tastes like a brown ale. Yeah. I know. It's, it's good. It's got malt. It's got a nice brown color. Malts, hops, taste yeah. like beer. I don't know. It's good. The can art is cute. It's what? 5.3? 5. 5. Not bad. Yeah, 5.3. Um, it's a it's vegan. a good brown. I mean, it, there's nothing special about it, but there's no. nothing wrong with it. In it's general, not a good brown. In general, I'm a fan of Eagle Rock. The, they may they have a pretty strong line of beers that are good. This is you yeah. will go there and you I, I can't remember if they're reasonably priced. I'll say this. If there's a cheaper brown ale, you'll probably get your money's worth out of that one. Because this is a craft brewery, but they probably charge you more. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it it's if you if you've never had a brown before and you want to know what it tastes like, get buy this. this beer. Buy this it, one. That's what it tastes like. This yeah. is it. They're not trying to do anything fancy. No. no. They're just trying to give you a beer that tastes good. Trying to give you a beer. This no. is a part of the show where I get to pick a winner. Guess what I like? Spiked windows. Windows with spikes in them. Yeah. You know what else I like? Jelly whapping. That's one of my favorite ways to make paper. You know what else I love? Me. The ghost of Jesus. And both <laughs> stories had them. You know what else I love? So oh, much Jesus. Moil tornadoes. You gotta yeah. get those wieners chopped. You know what else Chop I love? Chop them all. All at once. All at once. I love a good mirror drawer. Because mm. sometimes I want to open a drawer and see my own face in the mirror. You know what else I love? Circumcised birds. <laughs> These birds are having too much sexual pleasure. But if there's one thing I love more than anything, it's samurai bears. Melissa wins. <laughs> <laughs> samurai bears. Tap, tap, oh, tap, love tap. it. It's delightful. And we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hell yes, yeah. Please do. Come back next week. There there will maybe are going to be some booze. There'll definitely be booze. Yeah. And until then, cheers. cheers. Oh. Oh, double tingies. Oh, double tingies. Mm.